it is his service. So we can't say he has taken our time. He has our lives. I will just go ahead and pick a few points out and we close the service. That's the way the Holy Spirit wants it to go today. Our text is found in Ephesians 5, 17 to 20. I'm speaking on psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's the title. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. This is the month of worship His Majesty. I want to invite you again to worship His Majesty evening. Next Sunday, the 31st of July, between 4 to 6 p.m., two hours of unadulterated and undiluted psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That atmosphere, just like what we have had this morning. You can imagine when we have it for one hour, uninterrupted. Imagine what God can do. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. People think prayer is it every time. Yeah. I teach prayer. I pray myself. I love to pray. I know prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. Actually, the way prayer works is that prayer changes people. It is the changed people that now change things. That is how it works. The, the, the primary purpose of prayer is not to meet our needs. It's not, Lord, give me butter, give me bread. The primary purpose of prayer is to change us. For when we change... Situations around us will have no choice but to change. However, as powerful as prayer is, Jesus taught in Luke 18 verse 1 that men always ought to pray and not faint. In Mark 1 35, the Bible says he rose up early in the morning, great, a great while before day, while it was yet dark, he went to a solitary place and there prayed. Prayer is awesome. Prayer is powerful. But I dare you this morning to blend your prayer with worship. It's a cocktail that is acceptable to God. God enjoys it. Especially when you give him the cocktail, the assortment of your psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. God enjoys it. In Psalm 33 verse 1, he says, praise is comely for the upright. What does that mean? Praise looks good on you. Let me look at your neighbor this morning. Tell them praise looks good on you. When you praise God, when you worship him, when you raise the sound, like we did a few minutes ago, it looks good on us. It looks good on us. It is what God enjoys. Don't just pray. Worship also. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 16, when Paul and Silas were put in prison, they didn't just pray. They prayed, yes, but they didn't just pray. They also worshipped. They sang praises to God. Let us not become a people that are quiet. Let us not become a people who don't, who don't, who don't sing to God. Of all God's creatures, God has given us the benefit to make our song unto him, to sing to him. It's a benefit. Animals don't do that, but we can. Because it gave us that privilege to be able to sing to him. That's why you read the psalmist who say in many places in the book of Psalms, sing a new song unto the Lord. Sing a new song unto the Lord. Because the Lord enjoys it. He inhabits the praises of his people. Ephesians chapter 5, it was in this spirit that Paul the apostle wrote Ephesians 5. And from verse 7, from verse, I'm going to take it from 17. He said, 
Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You need to understand the will of God. And what is the will of the Lord? Verse 18, and be not drunk with wine. One translation says, don't drink wine because it will ruin your life. Wine has the capacity to intoxicate you and to ruin your life. He said, but be filled, be continually filled, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. And as a result of this filling and overflowing, verse 19 will begin to happen. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost, when you are not filled with problems, many are filled with problems. When they go to pray to God, it is problems they are talking to about God. Uh, they're talking to God about problems. Stop telling God about your mountain. Tell your mountain about your God. He said singing. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will find this scripture repeated verbatim in Colossians 3.16. Can we go there quickly? Colossians 3.16. Paul the apostle, under the influence of the Holy Ghost, wrote this epistle to us. This is what we are supposed to be doing. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another, like I'm doing this morning. Teaching you, and I'm also admonishing you. In Psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace. In Ephesians, he said, making melody in your heart. Here, in Colossians, he says, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. That's why I requested that hymn. Grace! Without grace, we are nothing. The smartest of us is nothing before the devil. The devil is not intimidated by your intelligence. The devil is not intimidated by how much money your father has. The devil is not intimidated by your spoken English. But he's intimidated when he sees the grace of God at work in your life. And you appropriate it. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. What is? Why do we sing hymns? Why do we sing psalms? Why should we sing spiritual songs? Hymns, last week I spoke about psalms, so today I'm going to speak about hymns. Hymns are composed to serve different purposes. Ranging from praising God, to strengthening our faith, to preparing our heart for the word of God. Because the word of God is the seed of God. Before the seed is planted, the farmer, a wise farmer, will go and till the ground. You till the ground so that it can be receptive to the seed. The ministry of those that till the heart of men is referred in the Greek language as the abad. The abad, like the choir. The choir are the abad of the church. They prepare the hearts of the people for the seed of the word of God to be sown by the preacher. Paul the apostle said, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So what happens? When the Lord speaks to you in that kind of atmosphere, you receive it quickly. You receive it easily. You say, be it unto me according to your word. And miracles will begin to happen. In a heart that is already melodious, that's a fertile heart to receive the seed of the word of God. Can I have an amen to that? Hymns essentially are designed to praise God. Whether they are psalms 
or hymns or spiritual songs, essentially, they are designed to praise God. And a lot of these hymns have their roots in the scriptures. In Philippians 4, 4, for example, Paul the Apostle said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. If you look at the nation Nigeria, you say, what do I rejoice about? Nothing to rejoice about. Is it insecurity? Is it the economy? Is it education? Is it what? Now they are concerned about 2023. They are not concerned about our lives. But the word of God knows that a time will come such as this in our lives. Paul the apostle wrote that by the Holy Ghost. No matter the country where you are, whether you're in America this morning watching this service, or you're in Europe, wherever you are, or you're here physically, the word of God is the same and it never changes. Rejoice in the Lord always, not sometimes, always. Again, I say rejoice. Somebody pick this up and turn it to a hymn. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad. And that's where I know the English. But don't try me in the Yoruba version. That one I can sing from the beginning to the end. Hey, oh, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Nino Lua. Hey, oh, hey, yo. Hey, yo. In my church. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Nino Lua. Hey, yo. And you see that the spirit of joy will take over the atmosphere. Even though people came to church with problems, but the moment you are singing that kind of hymn, rejoice! Rejoice! No, why should I rejoice? But the person on your left is rejoicing. The one on the right is rejoicing. Joy is contagious. Can I have an amen to that? In Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, he said, with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when you begin to rejoice, you discover that you have been strengthened. You are strengthened in the inner man by the Holy Ghost. Suddenly you forget about your problems. You don't magnify them anymore. You are rejoicing. You are rejoicing. Somebody turned that to a hymn. He got it from the scriptures. So many of those hymns have their root in the scriptures. That's why they are powerful. There are times in my life when my mouth is too heavy to pray. I must confess to you, there are times in my life when my heart is too heavy to pray. At such moments, what do I do? I switch to worship. I sing psalms, like the one we sang last week. There are times people are just rising against you, talking nonsense about you on social media, talking to one another about you, and, you, and it gets to you. Psalm 3 comes very handy. How are they increased that trouble me? Many there be that rise up against me. Verse 2, many there be that say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Verse 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lift up of my head. Sometimes you are singing that and tears are streaming down your face. Many there be that say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. When they have written you off, then you go to church, 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 but there's no help for you in God. God doesn't have time for you. God is not interested in people like you. They've written you off, but God has not written you off. In their presence, you will do well. Yeah. I don't join people that pray to kill their enemies. Every enemy from Father's house, so my son, that, that. No, why are you killing people that should come to your birthday party? Why are you killing people that should come to your celebration party? Why are you killing people that should pack your plate after you're finished eating? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why are you killing them? 
celebration is sweetest when you celebrate in the heart, in the presence of the naysayers. Those who said it can never work, you invite them. It is working now. But if they have died, you say, ah, I wish they were alive. So don't kill them. Amen? Hymns are powerful. They can lift your soul from depression. A hymn, the right hymn, hymn can focus your attention on the finished works of Christ. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. Oh, I cherish the old rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Hymns are powerful. They can change your mood. They can strengthen your faith. When you are going through tough times, huh? they can strengthen your faith. You keep going. You will sing the song of Moses. The song of Moses was the song of victory. And you will sing it in the name of Jesus. God gave him victory. Finished the enemies. And gave him a song. song. Singing is sweet. Singing is beautiful. Sometimes it could be a song that will convict your heart of sin. Of judgment. Of righteousness. A song that will convince you that you need a change of lifestyle. So, boy, the way you're living your life, if you keep living like this, you will end up not liking the way you're living it. If you keep doing what you like, when what you like doing is not what God likes, you will end up not liking what you do. A hymn can get the job done. A hymn can prepare your heart. Oh, ancient word, ever true, changing me and changing you. Ancient word. This word I'm preaching to you this morning is not a new message. It's an ancient word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. John 1, 1 to 3. Let me tell you something. From the word of God, we have accounts of people that sang. That sang psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I'm going to start with Moses this morning. Very quickly. I have about four categories. Moses. In Exodus 14... I don't have the time to read it. I'll just paraphrase. I'll tell you the story. They were leaving Egypt finally. And Pharaoh woke up from his sleep and said, Ah, why will I allow these slaves to go? So he got his guys together, the best of his army. And they were pursuing the Israelites. When Israel looked back and saw more, uh, Pharaoh and his army coming, they started murmuring against Moses. You would have left us in Egypt. We would have died there. Eh? We were okay in Egypt. Did we tell you we wanted to go? Now you want to kill us in this wilderness. Huh? Moses! Very stubborn people. They were rejoicing when they were leaving. You know. Now they saw the enemy, they turned against their leader. You know what God did? Moses also cried to God. God said, why are you crying to me? They were going in front. The angel of the Lord leading them, removed. The word, King James used the word removed. He moved from that place, shifted base, and came behind them. So he stood between them and the Egyptian army, advancing against them. So he slowed down the Egyptian army. He gave them leverage and speed to go forward. And that happened all night. So while it was dark here, it was light here. They saw the light to move. These ones were overtaken by the, by the darkness. And then they got into the Red Sea. Moses parted the Red Sea. 
according to the instruction of the Lord, and this, the water stood like heaps on both sides. Never happened before. <laughs> and so they moved. And as they moved, the Egyptian army also moved. And they were advancing towards them. When the last man got out, the Lord gave Moses instruction what to do. He did it. The waters came back and swallowed Pharaoh with all of his army. The Bible said not one of them escaped. All of that is found in Exodus 14. In fact, one of the things that God did was that the angels of the Lord began to remove the wheels of the chariots of the Egyptians. As they were chasing after the Israelites, the angels came and removed their wheels. Everyone pursuing you to kill you, to assassinate you. The angels of God will remove their tires. I'm never afraid of anybody. Any human being. Somebody once threatened me because he owed me money and I asked for my money. So he told someone that he would send assassins to me. I said, okay, very good. So I went to his house, no, to his office. I drove like Jehu. When he saw my driving that day, he began to shake. And because I, it was in Akobo. I drove up to his office like this. I almost entered the office with my car. Then I got down. I said, you said you were going to send assassins to me? He said, me, 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 me. That was the end. I said, try it. They will come and kill you. Send them. That day you are dead. Quote me anywhere. Now, they won't even make it to my place in the first place. Because I believe in a God that removes tires. I saw it in the Bible. My life, I try as much as possible to live it according to the word of God. When the wheels were removed, the Bible says... The children of Egypt could not drive anymore. It was, it was difficult for them to drive. Then they said to one another, the God of the Israelites is fighting against us. He's fighting for them. Let's go back. Let's go back. Oh, Gavero. Let's go back. Pharaoh said, what do you mean? We'll kill them. We'll kill them. You didn't bolt it very well. You didn't bolt the tire very well. That's why it's removing. Oh. All the tires. Then they were stranded. See God, though. When it was time for them to now run back, it was too late. Water covered them. The next day, they were floating like Okweko on the Red Sea. Very proud Pharaoh. His naked body was floating like this for sale. Who wants to buy? Kote, Alano, Manla. All of them were, they were floating. The mighty men yesterday that were fuming, I'm going to kill them. I will, I, will, I will exhaust my pleasure on them. I will destroy them. The next day they were floating. The powerful men of this world should be careful. Those who are plotting against the church in Nigeria should be careful. We will wipe out Christianity. There will be no Christianity again. We will finish them. We will attack all their churches. You will know that there is a God that we serve. And he's not, he's not dead, he's alive. Hebrews 13 verse 8. Yeshua HaMashiach. The same yesterday, today and forever. The church needs to get it right in the place of worship. It's a missing link today. Moses was a worshiper. The next chapter, Exodus 15 from verse 1, Moses began to sing to the Lord. He said, the rider and the chariot, we can't find them anymore. Ati rider, ati ridi, they are all buried. I love one Yoruba song that I was taught in my primary school. Yeah, put it on the screen. Then sang Moses, verse 1. And the children of Israel, they sung unto the Lord. They sang. What is wrong with us? Why are we not singing? If they sang, we should sing. They sang this song to the Lord and spake, singing, I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. 
Oshe o baba, Oshe o baba, mi keke farao, keke farao, atomo ogunre, emiko mari wamo. When the anointing of that song hits me like this, I can sing, 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 sing in the night till I fall asleep. And I'll be putting keke farao, keke farao, atomo ogunre. When I, I like that keke farao, keke farao, keke farao, atomo ogunre, emiko mari wamo. You won't find them anymore in the name of Jesus. God said to Moses and the, and, and the children of Israel, the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them no more forever. Whatever represents an Egyptian in your life, cancer, diabetes, blindness, glaucoma, hypermetropia, myopia, hormonal imbalance, whatever it is, you will not find it anymore after the service in the name of Jesus. Shall we go? That is victorious. After Moses sang that song, later in that chapter, his sister, Miriam the prophetess, picked that song up. She introduced another dimension to it. I love women. Women know how to introduce a, dimension, a different dimension to what men do monotonously. As men, we are very monotonous. Our mind is one-track mind. When I'm driving, I'm driving. I don't like distractions. When I'm eating, I'm eating. I don't like distractions. But give that to a woman. A woman is eating. At the same time, she's washing. At the same time, she's pressing clothes. At the same time, she's helping with the children's kufis. I said kufis, no. <laughs> you know what I wanted to say? Homework. Glory be to God. Women are, they, they, are, they, are, they are blessed. They are dynamic. Glory be to God. So, Pastor, what are you not saying now? Are, are we boring? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that we are boring. So, but when you go to a church, all the ushers, male, protocol, male, choir, male, run, run, run from that church, run, run. Women have a way of making life beautiful and colorful. When, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not just second using the Bible. When Miriam came up, media can help us now, one of the verses towards the end, Miriam picked timbrels. Number two, she introduced dances. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took, it's also the sister of Moses, took a timbrel in her hand. Moses didn't take timbrel. Miriam took a timbrel. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Not twerking, no, dances. Let's get it right. Get it right. So don't say, Pastor, we can bring the lo, 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 lo to church. <laughs> don't bring lo, 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 lo to this church. They used timbrel. They used dances. And they were singing the same song. And Miriam answered them, say, sing ye to the Lord. Sing ye to Yad-Heh-Vav-Heh. For he has triumphed gloriously. The same thing Moses said. She didn't change it. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. Guys, when you are a worshiper, you attract the presence of God. When you get it right, it becomes a conduit through which the glory of God enters your service, enters your house, enters your room, enters your life. And when God comes, it comes heavy. Hey, hey. I love the Igbo people. They say heavy, 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 heavy weight. No, when a man is rich in Ebola, they say, that guy is, is, nah, is loaded. He's loaded. Loaded is heavy. Heavy. 
<laughs> God is heavy. He's heavy with goodness. Heavy with mercy. Heavy with healing. The son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. The songs of Moses were so powerful that they were reckoned with in the book of Revelation. Revelation, I believe, is chapter 15 and verse 3. The Bible says, this, Then the saints, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. I love this. Moses so served God, the Bible called him the servant of God. Some people are not serving God, but they call themselves the servant of God. Say, I'm a servant of God. I'm a pastor. I'm a servant of the Most High God. No, Moses didn't call himself servant of God. The Bible calls him servant of God. The Holy Spirit called him servant of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? Jesus. So Moses sang, Jesus sang. Why are you not singing? And what were they saying? What were they singing? Saying, great, uh -huh, and media. Great and marvelous. M for media, M for marvelous. Marvelous are thy works. Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou king of saints. Who are the saints? We are. If you are born again, you are a saint. Can I have an amen? amen. You were a sinner. You found grace. You became a saint. You were not a sinner, redeemed from sin to become or to remain a sinner. Somebody was telling me in the hospital, I went to pray for someone in Lagos last week. And the wife was telling me, you know, me, I, I'm not a saint. Oh, I know I'm a sinner. I said, are you born again, madam? She said it three times. I said, are you born again? She said, yes, I'm born again. So stop saying you're a sinner. It is not spiritual humility. It is, it is, it is identity crisis. You don't know who you are. I am not a sinner. I'm a saint. Does that mean I don't sin? Or I can't sin? Or I may, I may not fall into sin? No, but that doesn't make me that. Who I am in Christ is a new creature. I'm born again, praise God. When you park a, a car in a garage, that is where a car is supposed to stay. When you, as a human being, stand in the garage, does that make you a car? They sang the song of Moses. You too will sing the song of Moses. No matter what you're going through this morning, God will give you a new song. David sang. That's another character in the Bible. In Psalm 119, verse 164, he says, seven times a day do I praise you, O God. How busy are you? You can't be busier than David. He was a king. He was a warrior. He was going to war until Ish Benebob or Ish Bebe, Bebe Nob. Ish Bebe is a very demonic name. One of the giants in Philistine wanted to kill him. Then the the, 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 the Benaiah and, the, and his mighty men said, David, Oga, king, don't go with us to battle again so that the light of Israel will not go out. He was a warrior up until that time. He was a husband of a few wives. He was a father of very powerful children. One of them was Absalom. If somebody can father Absalom, give him some credit. Absalom was a handsome guy from head to toe. Tall, fair, and handsome. Big chest. And he had money. Smelled good. All the babes liked him. The Bible describes his hair. His hair was flowing like that of a woman. That guy was fine. You know, some guys are handsome. Some are, they are actually fine. As the way you say, fine. You know what I mean? 
Some are saying, ah, Pastor, continue, continue. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't dwell on that one. They'll they be looking at us now. Uh, me, I know, me, I know. Uh, uh, me, I'm fine in the eyes of God. I'm fine. <laughs> Glory be to God. <laughs> David, I said all that to say, David was a busy man. But in spite of his busy schedule, he found time seven times a day to just go and praise God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, the God of us. And what were they singing? For he is good, his mercy endured forever. They didn't sing, I don't get money. He give me money. He build a house. And you're locally allowed to make Oh, that the lie. Oh, do you know what? Who told you? Nonsense. We sing songs that, that lack spiritual substance. We are using the condition of some people to pray or to, to sing to God. Is that, is that nice? That shows the way you are thinking. Can you shift your attention from those mundane things and focus on God, on Jesus? Somebody asked me on our way to Lagos, a pastor and doctor. He said, Pastor, you've spoken about psalms, hymns. What are spiritual songs? So let me run. Ah, man, I skipped that already. The word psalm is from the Greek word samos, which means a song of praise. The word hymn is from the Greek word hymnos, which means a composition that is put together to glorify God. It is written sacredly to glorify God. That is what a hymn is. It's a sacred composition designed to give glory to God. When you say give glory to God, you are still saying praising God. Because whoever praises God glorifies God. Psalm 50 and verse 23. Are you with me this morning? Number three, what are spiritual songs? That man asked me, what are spiritual songs? I said, spiritual songs, according to the phrase here, means singing in the spirit, songs of the spirit, or singing in tongues. But don't stop there. Spiritual songs are heard as the songs that glorify Jesus. They are inspired by the Holy Spirit, like the ones we just sang. We raise the sound. And some of these other songs that we sang taking our attention away from the world, from sickness, from disease, from poverty and lack, focusing us on Jesus. Those are spiritual songs. So David sang. Moses sang. Number three, our Lord Jesus sang a hymn. That's why expressionists must sing hymns. Matthew 26, I believe, or 24, and verse 30. 26 and verse 30. Mark 14, 26. Matthew 26, 30. Mark 14, 26. The Bible says that they sang a hymn. And from there, they went to Mount of Olives. From there, Jesus proceeded with James, Peter, and John to get Simani to go and pray. And when they had sung a hymn, can you, can you picture Jesus in a, in a communion service? At the end of the service, singing a hymn. Jesus singing a hymn. Oh, yeah, no my hymns. Don't let the Pentecostal movement take that away from us. We should sing hymns. Sometimes when I go to Orthodox churches and they get to that part when they are singing a hymn, I may not even know the lyrics of the hymn, but the hair on my head begin to stand. It could be a wedding service, it could be a birthday service, it could be a funeral service, it could be a celebration service or Thanksgiving service. The moment they start singing that hymn, there is power in singing hymns. Like I told you earlier, there might be times when your mouth is too heavy to pray. Your heart is too heavy to pray. Please sing. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Stop singing worldly songs. They damage your soul. 
They appeal to your flesh. But they war against your spirit and against your faith. As a Christian, if you are going to be a full-time Christian, you have a recommendation already. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. These are the things that will get you out of trouble. When you are really in trouble, <laughs> hey, like we all get in trouble. Being born again does not exclude you from trouble. I hope you know. Psalm 91 verse 15, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. God didn't say I will prevent him from getting into trouble. He said I will be with him in trouble. When you are in trouble, you don't remember happiness. If you are broke, it's your business. Doctor just gave you a report. They said they can find one growth somewhere. We don't know whether it is malignant or not, but you had better pray. It's just benign. When you hear that, you say, hey, Doctor, you will forget all the English you know. Please explain to me, what's the meaning of benign? No, what's malignant? You are a graduate of English language. You know English well. But on the doctor's table, your phonetics, your dictions will fly out of the window. All the semantics and syntax will flow out of the window. Doctor, and then they explain. They say, when it's malignant, when we cut it, it will grow again. Very stubborn. Uh -huh. And if, it's, if there's carcinoma, we pray that is, there's no carcinoma. You know what carcinoma is? Yeshua. Cancer. Cancer. My friend. Will you say? Ah, <laughs> If I seek now my, now your business. That's when your head will first of all fly. And the doctors, ah, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord bless our Christian doctors. Some doctors don't care. The way they even tell you that thing, you start losing weight right there, right there. I mean, and you hold it. But you knew the weight with which you came here. One bad news, I tell you, can ruin a whole day. One bad news. That's why be careful what you hear. Be careful what you expose yourself to. Expose yourself to the good news, which is the word of God. Can I have an amen? amen. When I finish preaching, go to the media. Tell them I want that message. Give me. It's for free. In this church, it's free. Download it on your phone. Listen again. You didn't hear everything. You will hear something new when you listen again. People outside this church are requesting our messages. The people in this church, they don't have time. No, I will see him again on Sunday. I will see him on Thursday. I will see him on Sunday. Surround yourself with good news, please. The person I'm praying for in the hospital is in stage five of his condition. And I told him, I said, right now, you don't need argument around you. You need to be hearing the word of God 24 7. He said, Bros, that's what I need. That, send me the messages. That's what I need. Don't, you don't need to get to that point before you surround yourself. Build yourself up so that when symptom begins to show up, they say, hey, one kidney, hey, kidney, kidney, you quickly roar. You roar out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth must speak. Can I have an amen? By his stripes, I am healed. Moses sang, David sang, the Lord Jesus sang a hymn. Finally, Paul the Apostle, in Acts chapter 16. You remember that condition that Paul found himself? Verses 24 to 30, Paul and Silas were put in the innermost prison. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. They bound them with chains and fetters. Next verse. What did they do? Did they begin to pity themselves? 
And at midnight, Paul, one of my most favorite Bible characters, whom I would love to see in heaven, I love to hug him and say, how did you get those revelations? Paul and Silas prayed. It's not the time to pray. Your hands are bleeding. Your legs are bleeding. Your back is bleeding. They have beaten you because you cast out a demon from one girl who was using a spirit to, to, to tell fortunes and to make money for her masters. And you cast out the spirit. She was saying the right things, but she was doing it with the wrong spirit. These are the men of God showing us the way of salvation. Paul grieved that many They said, get out, you spirit, in the name of Jesus. That was how they connived and got them into prison. If I were Paul, I'd be blaming God. I was preaching the gospel. They put me in prison. Eh? If I had gone to my Illinois, if I had gone to my Canada, I'd be eating burger now. I would have known how much I have in my account. I would have built houses in Nigeria. Eh? You, you said somebody should be preaching, preaching gospel. They pre we preach, we preach gospel. Now we're in prison. Can't you send your angel to hold them? To hold their hands. Many Christians forget that there are two ways God delivers us. One, God can deliver the situation. No, God can deliver you from the situation. He can. Two, he can deliver the situation into your hands. David said to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will, I will kill you along. I will cut off your head. He didn't have a sword. Now mouth person, they take cut off head. I tell you at that point was when David cut off his head spiritually. It must happen in the realm of the spirit before it happens in the physical. You wake up in the morning like a log of wood. Lord, today is good. Ah, oh boy, make I go. God, sorry, when I come back in the night, I will pray. No, you take charge of your day before you step out. You are going to a business meeting. You don't know the people that are coming there. These days, when people make, they do juju like crazy. Small, small boys. I go meet them, I must come and close. You just begin to chant your own Holy Ghost. And the mouth of them that speak life shall be stopped. No weapon from the against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned. I thank you, Lord, because you have made me the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. In him I live and move and have my being. I'm anointed like Christ. Act 10 38, how God anoint. You get the job done. They will be put to shame because you're with God. Are you getting what I'm saying? David finished him. Now, God can deliver the situation into your hand. Or he can deliver you from the situation. Paul and Silas were in prison. They were not delivered from prison. So what did they do? Media, put it back there. What did they do? Acts 16, 25. The Bible said at midnight, they prayed. Somebody said they prayed. But they didn't stop there. They took their prayer to the next level and they sang praises unto God. And for you to know, it was not silent praise. It was not silent prayer. Paul said, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. So they must have spoken in tongues loudly. Amen. I wonder the kind of tongues that Paul spoke. Some tongues, when you hear them, they sound like bazooka. They can be moving you like this. <laughs> Some of you, your tongue is so shallow. Oh, so friendless. Oh, so friendless. Osk, osk. Elesh, elesh. Grow, grow. That's what you are saying. 
Lord, I want to grow. Help me. I don't like this tongue. It's too shallow. The same tongue you were speaking when you got born again five years ago, you are still speaking now. Reboske, reboske. Reboske, reboske. I made jest of some people in the other church years ago. They fought me. Because every time they came to lead prayer, the same tongue. One woman, Oshoko, 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 Oshoko. I said, are you related to Oshokomale? Oshoko, 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 Oshoko. Let's pray. Let's pray for Nigeria. The moment she turned to tongue, it's Oshoko, Oshoko, Oshoko. That day they gave me mic to be MC of a service. I said, I want to speak the tongues of some people. Oshoko, Oshoko, Oshoko. Everybody looked at that. There was one Baba, his own tongue was, Oh, Sandra, oh, Sandra, oh, Sandra. Then he would keep quiet. Oh, Sandra. I said, maybe Baba's first girlfriend was Sandra. <laughs> one brother, his own was, Rebotobari, 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 Rebotobari. One hour, Rebotobari. Oh, you can change it. Put something more. The Holy Ghost is, di is, 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 is dynamic. He gives, you, he gives you all sorts. There's an assortment in the Holy Ghost. It's not monotonous. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. One brother in our drama ministry, I was in drama then, his own was Ebalele, yay, Baba. I'm telling you, human beings, where's treasure? Treasure, you can confirm from your dad what I'm saying. We named that brother Ebalele. So later he changed it. He changed to Ebalele, yay, Baba. I said, what's Ebalele, 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 <laughs> Paul prayed, Silas prayed, they prayed in the Holy Ghost. Some tongue when the devil said, Here, he said, that bad boy is there. <laughs> you stay in his party, we enjoy you. Now, tongues are not for fighting the devil, get that right. But you enter into dimensions that even the, the enemies know. Paul prayed, so they told the seven sons of Skiba, Paul, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know. They knew him. Do they know you in the realm of the spirit? After they prayed the song, and the prisoners heard them, meaning they didn't sing quietly. Silas they were that's my own buga. Mm. When I'm in this presence, it's the best place to be. You create a conduit for him to come. What happened? All of a sudden. Next verse. Please. Suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. You just keep praising God. Keep worshiping. Keep praying. Keep reading the Bible. There will be that moment of suddenly in your life. Suddenly there was a great earthquake. It was not an earthquake. It was a great earthquake. Great earthquake. <laughs> it was not normal. So that the foundation of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loose. Listen to me. An earthquake does not open doors. It can collapse a building. 
but it does not just open. This one did not collapse the building. It just opened all the doors. Because angels were involved. Angels were opening the doors. Listen, if an earthquake can open doors, what about breaking chains? At least, okay, let's say it can open doors. Can it break chains? Earthquake. It's just quaking the earth. It doesn't have anything to do with chains. Angels were involved. They broke loose everybody's chains. For you to know that Paul and Silas did not pray. They didn't worship God as an escape route from trouble. They did not run out. If I were Paul. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> Silas, Mabine. Silas, oh, God, they stay there. The worldly people say, we die there. We will not die. We live there. Can I have an amen? They stayed there. When the jailer opened, when, when, when that thing shook his bed and he fell down, he ran to the prison. He saw that the doors were open. Ah! Jailbreak. Jailbreak without AK-47. He said, let me kill myself. He said, hey, don't kill yourself. We are here. Everybody's here. God then, miraculously in his own way, took them out. Are you with me this morning? Praise and worship is not an escape route from trouble. Rather, it brings in the presence of God into the trouble. And when God gets into trouble, your trouble gets into trouble. Did you hear what I said this morning? Stand on your feet, everybody. Let's close this eyes. Munda kalabasa kataya. Elenge tizi asos.